Anatomy of Energy. Hey everybody, Dr. Rick here. Welcome to Anatomy of Energy podcast. Welcome to a podcast that is based on people's experiences with addictions. Most episodes are interview-based, so sit back and enjoy Dr. Ricky J. Colmer, PhD, LAC's newest podcast, AOE, Anatomy of Energy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, Dr. Rick. Welcome back for episode three of AOE. In the last episode, we decided to switch to a chronological format for a more in-depth approach to Stephanie's addiction. The future episodes will be taking us down a road that most people aren't aware of when it comes to addiction. I find it interesting that someone who is married can be oblivious to their spouse being a heroin addict. It just goes to show that it can be very difficult to help someone in the beginning stages of addiction without knowing that they are an addict. The worst part of episode two is learning how friends can influence a person in a bad way. Stephanie was in her 20s when she became addicted to this demonic drug. Just imagine how easy it would be to influence a teenager, especially if they want to be recognized by their peers. It is so important that we all pay attention to the younger generation. It saddens me to hear that teachers are worried. It would probably be a good idea for teachers to go through special training, if they haven't already, to look for signs of drug use in our schools. I would even advocate that parents have their children drug tested every year they are in high school. You may believe your child would never think of doing drugs, but just ask those who lost someone due to the addiction if they had any idea their children were addicts. With that said, let's continue on with the year 2013. Please welcome Stephanie for episode 3. Thank you for having me back for episode 3. It would appear that 2013 was a year that you had significant changes in your addiction. And using heroin with a different person while you were separated, you lost your job due to the patient passing, started hanging out with your husband again, and eventually moved in together. This was a major turning point within your addiction. How about we spend some time in each of these events in a chronological order? Okay, that sounds good. Should I begin um, with using heroin with a different person? While yeah. I was separated. Yeah, that would be the best way. So kind of give us an idea how you met this person, first of all. Um, I've been friends with him for quite some time. Okay. And I started bringing him around my friends who were actively using heroin. Okay, so why did you actually start using heroin with this particular person? Because we weren't knowledgeable of... Addiction. We weren't knowledgeable of how strong heroin was. We just figured that we would do it because we were already taking painkillers and he was next to me and he agreed on doing it with me as well. Okay, so that's why you chose him over other people? Yes. Okay, so where were you doing the heroin? In a home, in a car? Where, where exactly were you doing it? Anywhere you could. We would do it in... At home, we would do it in the car. We would stop and use public bathrooms. Really? Okay, yes. like in gas stations and places like that? Gas stations, fast food places. Okay. And were you real high when you came out of the gas station or whatever? Yes. Or did anybody happen to notice you guys were acting weird, strange, different? Or? I'm sure they have, but not that we noticed. Okay. So what type of use were you doing with him? Were you doing needles, snorting? Or what were you doing at this time? 
when we first started out, we were snorting, but at this point, um, well, just this particular person. Okay, yeah, we were snorting it and then also smoking it. You lost your job due to the patient passing. So why don't you give us an idea of how you felt about that and about him as a person? He was a great man. He was older, and I was working there full time. I would, you know, give him his medicine, feed him, cook for him, clean, you know, everything he needed done. And when he passed away, I was devastated. And after that my heroin use got a little bit stronger because I started realizing that I would use more based on emotional being. Were you present when he passed or did somebody call you to let you know? No, I wasn't present. Somebody called to let me know. Okay. They called you, I imagine, on your cell phone. Yes. Where were you at the time that they called? I was at home. Okay. Did you start using heroin right away when you heard that or I mean no different than any other day I was except I realized that I was using a little bit more due to him passing yes in 2013 you reconnected with your husband then right yes that's correct we started hanging out more and more and started to become closer again okay and did you eventually move in together We did. We moved in out of state. Okay. And how long did it take before you guys moved in together? A couple of months. A couple of months. Okay. So uh, apparently it was at this point that he influenced you by helping you inject heroin, correct? Yes. The person that we actually moved in with was how I was introduced to shooting up. Okay. That person was shooting up the heroin. Yes. Okay, and how often did you inject the heroin? After the first time that I was injected, because I didn't do it myself, he injected it in my foot. After that was basically how I did it every time. Okay, so it was always in your foot, never anywhere else. Right. Okay, did you alternate feet? I did, and then eventually I I moved to my hands or to my arms. Okay, so when you were injecting in your feet, were you able to walk? I was. Okay, so there wasn't any pain from the injection itself. Right. Okay, so when a person injects the heroin, how long does it take before you begin feeling a, a high sensation? Immediately. It takes over. It When you shoot it up, it, it goes instantly into your bloodstream and you feel it within seconds. Okay, and what do you actually feel right away when that happens? Warm and fuzzy. Okay, do, are you still able to comprehend, or are you kind of out of it in your mind? Or There have been times that I was able to function while being on heroin, and there are other times where you're just out of it. Okay, so the times that you were able to function on the heroin, was it just like like a head buzz or a body buzz? What exactly Both. was it? Because a- most people have no clue what a heroin high is. Right. Okay, so you're able to communicate and think and do things like any other person. You just feel kind of high. Is it kind of like when people smoke pot or something like that, or is it? No, it's not equivalent to smoking pot. It's um, like taking a painkiller, but times 10. Okay, so, but you are able to function. You are. In most cases, unless you do too much, maybe, perhaps. Correct. Is there... um. 
different grades of heroin? Not not counting fentanyl that they're using today, but are there different grades of heroin? There is. There's and, heroin that where some is better than most. I mean, is, are there some like you hear pot they have like sativa and the other brands? Is it kind of like that? Like you might have one type of heroin that affects the body, one type affects the brain, or is heroin just heroin? Heroin is just heroin. There is black tar heroin. I never personally used it. There's white China heroin, which I have used, which is more of an intense high. And then you have just your typical heroin that you get on the streets, which is could be cut with fentanyl or could be cut with whatever they use. Okay. Were, were you ever afraid to take the heroin? Every time. Worried that somebody may have put something in there that could possibly kill you or hurt you? Every single time that was in the back of my mind. Or overusing? Yes. Okay, and your husband, at the time he was doing the same thing, was he ever worried like that? Or was he just kind of like, nah, I've been doing this a long time? He was more like that, like, nah, I've been doing this for a long time, so. Okay, and and how long do you think he was using heroin? At he, that point. He was using since he was 14 years old. Okay, so he had quite a few years. Right. And he was used to the high. Exactly. And I would imagine he was monitoring you to make sure you were okay during the time you were getting high. So in 2013, you never had any problems at that point with uh, with overdosing or anything like or, that. Or, correct, or losing everything that I had, losing friends, and then my daughters or you know, going through getting hepatitis C and stuff like that. At this point, I was just felt like a functioning addict. Okay. Because my life wasn't going downhill at this point. Okay. But this, it seems like was a, a major turning point in your addiction, correct? It was because I started using with my husband. Okay. And you were doing actual injection at that point. Right. Okay. Were you ever concerned about maybe the police catching you? I was, but when you're under the influence of heroin, you feel unstoppable and kind of careless. Were there ever times you were close to being caught? Not at this point in my life, no. Okay, you guys were pretty secret, it sounds like. Yes. Okay, so that's interesting. So at this point, did you ever consider maybe going to rehab? I didn't. I felt that I was unstoppable. I didn't care to go to rehab. I, At this point, I was thinking in my head, well, I guess it doesn't really matter if it affects my loved ones or not, and or my life. Okay, did you feel that that was like a, a form of selfishness or no? Absolutely. Were you thinking about that while you were doing it, or did that come later? I did. I thought about it, but I didn't care at that point. Because oh, the heroin took over. You didn't really care. Right. The heroin makes you feel careless. Ah, okay. Did any of your friends or family members or anyone else know that you were doing heroin like this at that point? Not at this point. It was definitely a very well-kept secret. Okay. So you didn't have to worry about what your friends thought either. It was just... You, your husband, and the heroin, basically. Yes, and then also the person that we live with. Okay, thank you. So I think we're going to end the episode at this point so that we can go into 2014 because 2014 
had some crazy ups and downs, and we want to be able to cover that, okay? Sounds good. Okay, thank you. Thank you. After listening to episode three, I found it interesting that heroin users such as Stephanie have no clue regarding the effects of heroin use. This tells me that we as a society are doing a poor job educating the younger generation as to how dangerous this drug really is. Interesting how they don't pay attention to what other people think or witness, and yet they still are able to show compassion. As you heard, emotions can cause an increase in use, and they are easily influenced by other users. Stephanie mentioned that she had no interest in rehab at this point in time. Also, she didn't have any concern for her loved ones or her own life. Heroin had taken complete control. Be sure to tune in to the next episode as 2014 is when the roller coaster begins. Thanks for tuning in to AOE. If you'd like to make a donation, you can send check or money order to Ricky J. Colmer at 33 North Waukegan Road, Suite 4, Lake Bluff, Illinois, 60044. Make sure you tune in to each episode as there may be some information that can help save you or love If you have any questions, feel free to email aoe.anatomyofenergy at gmail.com. Thanks and have a happy and healthy day.